that girl? Hey, Chalini. Hey, 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 what's good? Ooh, did you change your glasses? I did. Ooh, look how cute, girl. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> <laughs> I like your background. Is this your house in London? London? Did you guys move? No, no, it's the same one. It's just the background. I'm sitting in my bedroom. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I never really explored the bedroom for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> well, you're welcome to next time. Ooh. <laughs> I'm taking Puji. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I am Marcino, and this is the Marcino Podcast. Thank you so much for wanting to do this with me, and I'm so excited for you. Like you can't even tell how much I'm so I'm so I'm so geeked out right now. Like, cause I can't wait for people to get to meet you and get to know you more the way I do. Oh my god, I'm totally a fan girl right now. <laughs> like, oh my god, totally wants to do this with me. Oh my god, oh my god, what are we gonna do? Stop it! Between your Asian modesty and my African modesty, I don't think we're gonna get anything done today. But. <laughs> And then, and then we both like the Korean culture, which adds another la- level I of know, modesty. I know, I know. It's like <laughs> two confused people, but I, I, I love us that way. I love us that way. Anyways, welcome back, everyone, to the More Simple Podcast, a podcast. <laughs> you look like one of those DDs in Indian movies, like bobbing your head and <laughs> I broke my character. I need to get back into character. Game face on. Breathing more. Read it out. Let's try it again. Fuji, do you think this video idea was a good thing? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. I'm no, gonna. No, uh... don't leave me. How dare you leave me? Don't do that. I want to see your face. It's fine. Oh, I'm okay. gonna get into character and just put my game face on. <laughs> Ready? Shakada. Welcome back to the More Stable Podcast, a podcast about culture and cultural nomads designed for blacks and Asians and those who love them. I'm your host, Most Stable, Nigerian-born, U.S.-educated, Korean-speaking, struggling intellectual. I have with me today. I call her Pooh. And I mean, I could go on and on about just how much I love this person. I met them in Austin, Texas. We're colleagues in um, in Texas. And I feel like my story, my my adventures, my memories of Austin, Texas will be incomplete without this person because she was very much a part of everything I did in Austin, Texas. I've known her for almost seven years and I love her so much. Not only because she gives me great food recommendations, but because of just who she is. Um, She's a vegetarian, by the way. She hasn't eaten meat, I think, in forever. And she's about the only vegetarian I trust with food options. She has better taste in food. I mean, she's classy, she's full of spunk, she's adventurous, and she's very smart. She's a renaissance person. Like, there's almost no topic you ask about that she doesn't, you know, have an opinion about. She knows little things about almost everything. I mean, so what's there not to love about her? She's also a nerd like me. She has the same uncanny ability to get excited about geeky things. Like, when she's very excited, she has beautiful big eyes. They kind of go bigger, and I'm like, calm down, crazy lady. We're just talking about pots. Like, (laughs) she's, she's... It's, I think that's what I like about her because we get each other. We get excited about things that normal people, I mean, normal people, I mean, non geeky people wouldn't get. But anyway, she's also that kind of friend. She's always ready to hit the road and, and explore stuff around. So, everyone, join me in welcoming my wonderful friend, Puji Omonike. Omonike is a Yoruba name that my mom gave to her. Omonike Sudapali. So, we're going to call her Puji or Poo for, this, um, for the sake of this podcast. What's up, girlfriend? How you doing? Hey, Talani. First of all, I, I don't know what to say. I'm just. <laughs> 
humbled literally by the introduction you gave me and you clearly know me better than I know myself. I'm really happy to be doing this with you and I'm so proud of you for doing the podcast, opening yourself up and getting in touch with so many of your friends and uh, just just sharing this experience with everyone. So thank you for having me on. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. So how are you doing today? Do you feel loved? Do you feel safe? Do you miss me? Yeah, I do. I do. And I think it's been so long that we spoke that this is, it's good that we're doing this live. Yes. Yeah. Or online so that whatever we talk is recorded. <laughs> yeah, for precise. You can always go back and, and listen in case, you know, I'm missing you, missing me. Yeah. Anyways, um, so... Another thing I wanted to tell people about us is that we're born on a much greater level. Our mutual disdain for Apple products. So, girl, have you been cheating on me? Have you been staring at any iPhones lately? Ah, uh, no. Okay. Good. No, never. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because um, that would be grounds for just calling our relationship yeah, quits. You know. That would be serious. We, we would really need to reconsider everything we everything, know about yeah, each other. Yeah, like the truth yeah. about each other. It's it's gonna be under yeah. irreconcilable differences. Almost like we can't go back yeah. anymore. If I would never stare at an iPhone or even have that idea of having to have one in my name. Okay, good. <laughs> Let's unbag your story. So you, you're Indian. For those that haven't read yes, yet, you're a Rajasthani princess. But tell us about how it was like growing up in India and where you grew up, and particularly growing up female in India. Huh, that's a lot of questions rolled into one. So, well, first of all, just to clarify something, when Tolani says I'm a Rajasthani princess, that's only what she calls me out of love. I'm not a real princess. You are a real princess uh, to me. <laughs> no. Take it back. No crowns or sashes or anything like that. Um, so I have a unique background even when it comes to other Indians because I traveled a lot as a kid um, because my father was in the military and we lived in a city for not more than three years. So in addition to Rajasthan, I grew up in other parts of India as well. And a lot of Indians would say that I did not have a true Indian upbringing just because uh, of the areas that I lived in or the groups that I interacted with. So um, I think uh, the biggest thing for th- that's kind of a I've had like a twofold experience. One is my family never made me feel like I was a woman and I was different from my brother. Uh, I had the same opportunities. I had the exact same, um, uh, like they cultivated the exact same thought process in both me and my brother or any other guy they knew. But when I went out into the society in India, like in in um, during my bachelor's in pharmacy or when I interacted with people, I, I that, that's when I really understood when people would say that there is a difference and you should be doing this and not that and you know this is better left for somebody else but that's something so it's kind of like i had two sets of perspectives that i saw and and it kind of helped me make my own mind about what i wanted to be and where i wanted to go and what i took and what i did not so it gave me that opportunity that freedom to um uh, to express myself in light of both of these kind of uh, uh, opinions. And I have to say that uh, the, the, that even though it feels like there might be subtle differences, it's it's what I notice is 
across they're 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 prevalent across the globe it's not yeah. Yeah. not unique country yeah it might be more in expressed in some countries it yeah. might be less expressed but it's yeah. just there everywhere so at the end of the day it's really not not that it's just up to me to stand yeah. up for myself yeah. but when required it's it's okay for me to sometimes even educate someone and let them know what they're doing because for all i know they might not be aware of what they're doing yeah. so yeah. you know yeah. so that that's the kind of perspective i got yeah fair enough fair enough and i think what i wanted to just draw out of there because i do know your story is letting people know that there's no indian way of doing things like there's no nigerian way of doing things even within the stereotypes yeah. we're used to there are people that do yeah. it, you know on either side of that spectrum so thank you for that you went to the u.s in 2011 for grad school and that was when i met you what, what what was that like for you and especially adjusting as a grad student what was that like for you initially well when i moved to the u.s it was it was an interesting experience it was i went alone like nobody came to drop me which is kind of not customary but a lot of people do that that yeah. they go and drop their kids to a new continent but um but a lot of people don't as well so again speaking to the stereotypes yeah that you know, so it's just it's just all an individual preference and i moved right after i finished my farm d in india yeah. so i had never had like working experience I was always in school and I was going to school again. Yeah. So for a lot of people, it was weird that I was choosing to do that instead of going to, work. you know, get a job or work or get some experience. Or get married. Um, yeah, or that. Yes. Or have kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it was an interesting experience. I um, I enjoyed the freedom of choice i enjoyed um uh, that i could do a lot of things by myself yeah i i enjoyed that i learned a lot about myself and yeah. although i might not have learned a lot when i was in the us but yeah. having moved since i think looking back i can see that okay I, i've learned a lot from that experience so hmm. so yeah it's it it was good and I think the best part about moving to the US was gaining the friends that I have and uh seriously you Tolani are like the biggest blessing for me uh from the US like I will never look back and say that I had a bad experience because in major part due of you Don't make me cry <laughs> No, I don't I don't I don't know what to say but I uh, thank you. That's okay. But I mean me to go down one of your most well, not most recent cuz I'm glad that you've you're able to process that and come out of that was in grad school like so Pooja and I were in um of a PhD program together and she had sent me a message and 2016 was April 1st. I remember it was a Friday. And she was like, "Mo, I've made a decision to pull out of grad school. Um don't worry, I'm okay. This is not 
a prank. This is not an April Fool prank. I'm gonna be leaving. My heart sunk when I got that message. Not because you know you were leaving, but because I mean, yeah, because you were leaving. You know, we started together with you know struggled, hustled together, and then you had to leave. And I know it wasn't easy for you, and I have no idea just how difficult it was for you because I I saw bits and pieces of it, but of course. I don't have that experience, but I saw I, the little glimpse I saw. I saw just you know having to process the emotions, not just about you, but also how you felt like you let those around you down. Which I was you know trying to find a way to help you not dwell too much on that. And like I said, the only reason why I'm even talking about this right now is because yeah, you're in a place now where you can comf- comfortably talk about it. So I wouldn't put you on a spot where you have to talk about it because of the podcast. And I wanted to use this as a learning experience for those that might be listening to this and have probably made that decision and or are about to make that decision, so they can hear from you and how that was like for you. And things that helped you really overcome that so do you want to talk a little bit more about that so well there there are a few things that come to mind um when i was going through grad school after i left grad school and when after i got my job yeah so this is my first job um ever (laughs) so at 32 which is phenomenal and I feel great um, a lot of people would be like uh, oh wow it's my first job at 32 what am I doing wrong but I, I'm, I'm, I feel very blessed and um, mainly because it's a great opportunity and it, it's something that I've always wanted to do and that's what I went to grad school for as well so yeah. this is a really good thing so let, let me start by um when I was in grad school, Um, maybe a year before I left, I did have thoughts of, okay, I think I don't want to do this anymore. I think I need some experience outside of school. And I think maybe it's time I leave and, you know, get my experience through other means. Because in addition to all of the... um, uh, these thoughts you're having, you also have this huge self-doubt that can I even make it outside when I'm finding grad school so challenging. Yeah. Um, but then I think talking to you and talking to everybody else, I realized that uh, <clears throat> grad school is hard. It's It's not as easy as everybody makes it seem. So... I guess to anyone who's who's going through a hard time or thinking that, okay, I don't know how to do this or I'm not sure if I am meant to do this, I guess I'll just say that don't be afraid to, you know, ask for help. And this is my biggest learning from that time mm-hmm. is that don't be afraid to look like a fool asking for help, even if it is from your own Um, professors or from your friends because they may or may not help you you may get embarrassed but you will be a better person for it Hmm. whatever that experience brings Hmm. so so that that learning from there kind of helped me after grad school of course I have to give credit to uh, Tolany and my husband and all of the other people in my life, really, who really helped me through the uh, journey and kind of gave me the confidence to move forward. So don't be afraid to reach out and, you know, you got there and you 
may not remember that you have it but you do so anyway i i don't know if i um you're, you're uh, doing perfect just i wanted to have that space and time so I, that's why i kept quiet but you're doing perfect okay yeah yeah um, so you heard it from Puji. I mean, I can't even put it into words just how, to me, seeing you go through that time when you were struggling, I took that burden on me because I know you do, you, I mean, it wasn't about you not, you not being smart because that's that's not true. It wasn't about you not being, you know, prepared because that's not true. Like you said, you got in. If you weren't qualified, you wouldn't have gotten it. And so I wanted to just see that getting a PhD or not getting a PhD didn't define who you were. I think that was the hardest thing I found, I, I realized that it was hard for you to get. But you did finally get it. And so for those that are listening, if you decide to step out of grad school for whatever reason, and you feel like you're going to be better off for it, it's okay to think that way. It's okay to struggle about those decisions. But don't let them define you, whether you have a PhD or a doctor by your name. It, it, it's all going to burn one day. I mean, we're, not, we're all going to die eventually, and we're not going to take those yeah. doctors with us. And, and, yeah. and cry if you want to cry. See a therapist if you want to do. But don't let it define you. Don't let those choices define you. And I think for some people, it's never more how they feel, but how they think like people around them feel towards it. Like you've let somebody down. It's your life, you know. Yeah. You decide to do something one day and, and you change your mind about it. It's your choices. You don't have to... To, you don't owe people, everybody an explanation, except those I think you owe explanations to. It could be your spouses or your family members. So at least it can help you through that journey. I think it makes the, the processing more difficult for some people because they feel like they have to keep providing excuses or reasons for, to everyone they meet. No, you don't have to do that. And even when, and I know when you got out of it and you're trying to look for a job, it was kind of difficult to like tell employers, like future employers, like take a chance on me. I do have all the skills, but I just don't have a, a degree to go with it. And I know that was difficult. And Actually, when we're you know, trying to get you ready for the job market, sometimes I'll see your confidence really plummet. And why I'm bringing this up is that if when you do get out of the woods and you're back you know, home and you're trying to get back into the job market, some of those feelings might crop back up again. Because I saw that in you, Puji. And I'm not saying it was necessarily bad. It was just the process. Like some days you have good days. And when we talk, I'll, I'll sense that. And some days you're just like in a place where you know, I was a little bit worried. But I just knew that, okay, let me give her time to like process all that was going on. Even though it wasn't easy getting into the job market, but you finally did it. You know, you yeah. did it. it was you just advocating for yourself i loved how when you told me the first time when you were asked hey explain why you don't have a program a degree but then you have all the skills when you told me how you explained it to the employer i was so proud of you like i was actually tearing i was crying because to me that was the first time i realized that my gosh she's really over it like not over like over it but she's not advocating for herself she's being able to tell her story and being you know yeah. open about it to me that was like even if they didn't give you the job which you finally i think that was the job you got right even if they didn't give you the job i was so proud of you like i was yeah. so, so proud of you yeah. um i i think the most important thing for um, starting on this path is um, first accepting it yourself that you uh, you were in a certain place and now you're not and it's okay to be in that situation so I, I think that's the first step that you don't have to explain to anyone else but that that acceptance and that takes time and I think the most important thing is to give yourself time. And if you find that you don't have friends, which I and family, like I was fortunate to have, I am fortunate to have, then give yourself that time to just, you know, accept the situation you're in. And uh, because the skills or not, not even the skills, the experience you gain from any situation, you do, it stays with you. Exactly. You you can only uh, add that to your to your if if say for example you think of your life as a notebook 
you are only adding pages ever. You can think that you can tear them and throw them away, burn them, but there will still be imprints of that on the next few pages. So you will always carry that with you. And for good, bad of us, it's going to stay with you and it's going to shape who you are. And And there's no shame in that. There's you you can you might be extra cautious because of your bad experiences. You might be uh, confident because of your good experiences, but it makes you who you are and it makes you unique. Very true. Thanks for adding that. And you said something about give yourself time if you don't have friends. I want to also add to that, like therapy is also a way you can, you know, explore that. Yeah. If, you, to find, if you can't find people around you, I'm very open about it. I've been in therapy for, I can't even count for how long. And every time I'm trying to like process some of my, you know, hangups, my, my, my hurts, I just make an appointment with my therapist and it's really helped me become a better person and a more productive person and radically accepting myself. I think that was the hardest thing for me to do. And so if you need time processing this, if you need help processing this, and you find that those around you aren't necessarily helpful, because you know people have to be in a place to be able to help you. Not that they don't want to help you, but they, maybe they can't just help you. Then seek therapy. You know, be open to yeah. a therapist. It's like a stranger. Just talk to them about what you're going through. And guess what? They're paid to listen to you anyways. So why not just use your money yeah. worth and just talk to them? And some of them are really cheap to come by. So find a good one and, and then go from there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And don't be afraid to kind of try different therapists because it's it's not always that you develop a rapport with your Very therapist true. right away. So you Very need true. to, so if you, if you need to switch therapists, you know, just do it. You, Very there's true. no, they're not benefiting or, I mean, it's their job to talk to you, but if you're not benefiting and you're paying the money, there's no point. You can just guilt free move forward. Yeah. Very true. I've had to change therapists twice. First one was not even really yeah. listening to me. She kept getting all my information wrong. Every yeah. time I went to her, I had to like reintroduce myself. I had no idea why. And then the second <laughs> one was just, you know, it, it just didn't work out. It wasn't a good fit. Because we've always yeah. forget that your relationship with your therapist, it has to be a good fit. Because they yeah. don't know you. They're going to know everybody around you. I remember when I took my husband to the therapist and my therapist was like, nice to finally meet you. I've heard so much about you. <laughs> I, knew, I knew she was a keeper. She was a woman after my very own heart so yeah i mean change your therapy if it's not working for you you know it's not working for you a therapy should be able to help you like figure some stuff out and it has to be a relationship there has to be some love like your, that the therapist has for you to really truly want to see you you know um better off than you than the time you stepped into our office so or in yeah. your office him or how i don't care but regardless i mean if you're not feeling that connection by all means the diamond dozens outside there just find one next to you anyway yeah. um so i think for me when you moved to London, I was kind of happy for you and I was sad because you were leaving. I was happy because you finally get to, because you, you, yourself and your husband, you're doing this long distance relationship, which, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's my reality right now. And so I was happy that you finally will be in Prasad and, and I love how just very supportive you are of each other and just how much he dotes in you. But I just knew that I had to see you within the year. I just knew it. I just, I couldn't just, and um, so one of the things we did was when the plan was set in place for Pujit to move to London, we created a, a Google Keep um, file. Google Keep, Keep is from Google, and it's almost like, like a list, like a notepad, but you can share with people. I actually learned about Google Keep from Pujit. That's one of the things I love about Pujit. She tells me about apps. She tells me about things to try. I mean, she's, she blows my mind. I 
I pride myself. I pride myself being someone that has information. Like I'm an information forager. I like to gather information like like squirrels. Being with Puji, she takes it to another level where I always learn from her. And for people like me, I don't feel like I don't I definitely know I don't have all the um all the knowledge in the world. I don't I don't I never fool myself with that. But it's always good for you to find people that can also fill you up. I don't wanna feel like I'm always the one giving information out to people, but I also have to find my find ways to fill myself up. Puji is like my one stop shop for that. I just go like I'm almost like my IKEA or my Costco, my Sam's Club. I just go and then you know I'm feel that. So anyways, I digress. Google Keep is what we use and created a, a file and um I shared it with her and every week the, the the list just got longer and longer. We had a running tab and she put like museums to go visit, food to try, places to see and things like that. And by the time the ticket was bought and the dates were confirmed, we had a long list of things to do in London. And she's like, Mom, is there anything in particular you want to do? I'm like, you know what? I just want to see London through your eyes, which kind of, you know, standard currently because there's London eye, get it? See what I did there? And it was fun, guys. It was so much fun. And I, I don't know if I've ever told you this. When I arrived at Heathrow, and because, you know, it was a long flight. It wasn't really a long flight, but having to go through immigration. Just looking at when you came in, like when I, when I you know, left the immigration, uh, the, the line and, you know, came out. When I just saw you, you had that look of a parent, like anticipating their kid. Ah, I just, I was like, this is my pussy. Just that look on your face. I just knew I was home. It felt like I was home. And, and ah, you're so thoughtful, girl. You're so, so thoughtful. Like, you made, you made it such a convenient visit for me. It was very comfortable for me. And it felt like I was visiting someone else like me. Because even though we have, like, you know, our differences, you know, you're, you're a veteran. I'm not. You know, right? <laughs> but I'm not. <laughs> and not like, yeah, I, I, I have to admit, I really felt like I stopped you here because no, you did it. You did it. You did it. You didn't starve me. You didn't starve me. Even when you made the um the um paneer, like the what was that cheese? Th- you have you still haven't sent me this recipe, girl. The cheese, yeah. the one I like that we have the rice with curry. The curry, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a Saturday afternoon, Saturday morning slash afternoon with Prasad. Girl, I love that meal. I love, and you made it because you know I love it because you made it before for me in Austin. So no, you didn't starve me because even though you couldn't cook the meal at home because uh, of you know you're, you're practicing Hindu and all that, but we went out a lot to eat and you didn't starve me, girl. I mean, are you kidding me? That Japanese restaurant we went to, the gelato place. Oh yeah, that was fun. We ran to catch the bus. Yes, <laughs> yes. If you see more running, call the cops. Call the cops. Um, just kidding. No. And I think the only thing we didn't get to try was English breakfast because we had to go there early in the morning to have that. Yeah. But I haven't found yeah, yeah. image you provoked in me. So next time I'm coming to London, girl, we're going to have that English breakfast together. And yes. just, I, I love how, for you, fun doesn't necessarily mean having to like pay excessive money. There's a way you talk about things that people kind of might just pass by and not notice. Like you have, you know a lot of history about stuff. Like that, that to me is one of the reasons why I you know, cherish our friendship. And it's not because of what I can get from you, but because of just when I'm with you, I feel like I'm at my best. Me too. I feel like the best version of me when I'm with you. And I have so much fun. And I have like, it, it was like walking, you know, when you're a kid and you have this friend and you walk everywhere with them. Yeah. I just felt like that the whole time you were here. It was so uh, much fun. Uh. <laughs> now, um, what would you say you miss the most about living in New York? Um, I think I miss, well, driving the most, to be honest. On the honest. right side of the road. <laughs> yes. On the correct side of the road, Diado. But I do, I do miss it because, and I do believe that America is a country built to be driven in. So yeah. it's just, it's, it's amazing to just drive and see 
the US yeah. the ground and it's just it's just amazing the way that the country is built yeah. uh, the way the country is built around the cities uh, around the parks and it's just amazing to me the infrastructure that allows you to just be so independent that you don't have to be worried about i need to depend on yeah. an airline to book my tickets or a yeah. train to book my tickets yeah. i can just pick up a car my own car or rent a car and just go wherever i please yeah. and that to me is 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 amazing it just amazes me really um to have that kind of freedom that's good you know even in the us here um one of the things i think we don't really have as best as you guys do is the connectivity with the trains yeah. and when i was in london i had to go to oxford for um, a meeting i used the great is it the great railways what i forgot the great western railways and you know it was very yeah. convenient but here even though we have amtrak it's not all well connected across the cities you know uh, yeah. i live in oklahoma I, i wish there was a train i could get on to get me to austin that would get me there you know in considerable time but i'm not going to spend 10 hours trying to hop from one train to another just because i want to have that adventure so i wish we could do yeah. you know the train as well that real the real system of transportation we as yeah. good as you guys have it but like you said you know there's some things like getting on the subway like we did and getting off and on that was exciting for me because you can tell I'm a country bumpkin I live in Oklahoma so I don't live in New York where people get to ride on subway <laughs> here. so that was you know very yeah. fascinating what don't you miss about the US the excessiveness of everything is what I don't miss about the US or maybe that's just my opinion because I was in Texas so everything was bigger in Texas um and that's probably a part of my perspective as well Yeah. but for example the excessive choice in mm. a simple thing the excess in department stores i know the, i mean in it, it, it's it, it would put even ikea to shame i feel sometimes don't you dare but no 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 don't you don't you dare talk about ikea take pick it out of your mouth girl you're already moving closer to that apple product level of defamation don't talk about ikea okay i take that back you know i take I that back IKEA. okay thank you <laughs> Girl. That was the last one was Yeah, it? girl, what you what you trying to do to me? Break my heart and then call this friendship over. I didn't want to lose you over something as, you know, serious as like, yeah. <laughs> We're talking about sports for choices. Being sports for choices. Carry on, carry on, sweet lady. Yeah, so it's it's, it's just that it's sometimes too overwhelming. Yeah. Um it's fun. It is fun to have a lot of choice try out, but if if you're willing to try out everything yeah. and then make your decision, which can sometimes take a lifetime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, that's something I don't miss as much. Sometimes I do, but sometimes most times I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel you on that because I think moving here for me was that was one of things I had to adjust to because it was like something as simple as conflicts or sorry, cereals or even lotion. Yeah. Yeah. You enter the store and there's decision paralysis like my goodness. And then you have to start comparing prices versus volume and how much you, how much you get in per pump yeah. of the lotion and the ingredients and I'm like, can we just I missed the time when I just walked into a store and there were two brands of cereals, you know, Kellogg's and then the Nabisco one because I grew up in Nigeria. Yeah. And for someone like me, it sometimes making decisions is hard. It's probably for like food and I I consume my product. I take my time because I want to research it. I want to see, you know, which one is Yeah. 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 Um let's go on to the Mardi Gras section of the podcast and then we'll come back with like final thoughts. How's that? Uh sure. section of the podcast the question puji has chosen is you a world traveler what's your next stop and why i'm a world traveler mm-hmm. my next stop is south korea and 
the person I would like to I I want to go with is Motolani Ogunsanya. <laughs> if you could see Motolani Ogunsanya right now, you would not believe she is the presenter of this podcast. <laughs> I was doing my doggy face just <laughs> like like wait there your dog you want to go to the park. <laughs> So uh, the reason I I I want to go to South Korea is one it's just it's just beautiful in the way the culture has been depicted in a lot of the shows that I've seen and it's not only the tall buildings the technology the nature but it's also just just the culture of the people and and how at ease they are with you know who they are and also the developing industrialization and technology alongside their culture the other thing that really amazes me is and this might be a little politically sensitive but having that threat of north korea right there and they enjoy their lives like you know it's okay it's there we can't stop enjoying ourselves or we can't stop building our lives because there is something like that because they're essentially for all practical purposes an island yeah um, just one but, korea it used to be one korean so somebody drew a line across the parallel yep. yep yeah and they don't have access to the mainland through the mainland no. so it's it, it's amazing so i think for one island nations always seem to amaze me their their sense of resilience and their sense of you know working hard and making something of themselves and mm-hmm. Their, their culture is just something that intrigues me a lot. So, I would really like to go and experience their culture and their food. And you will be happy to note that in in York there is an amazing Korean restaurant, and it's called Oshibi or Obishi, one of them. Oshibi, mm-hmm. I think they make amazing bibimbap. Really? Yes. Without eggs and without the meat. What are you eating, girl? Well, food. <laughs> Well, that's another reason I want to go to South Korea because they have a lot of rabbit food and they know how to make it good. Oh, God, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. I look at you like she doesn't eat me. Like, well, how are we friends? But you see, my friendship with Puji is one that um, is a testament that you can really do have sisterhood and friendship with people that do you know she don't. Like, Cor believes. <laughs> and beyond the religion part of it, Cor believes meaning the love for me. <laughs> But you know we we get along pretty well. We've just come to that understanding. But um, because we talk about this freely, and I make fun of her rabbit food choices, and she makes fun of me. She says, you know, <laughs> if I love animals that much, why am I um killing them? And I said, well, they're gonna die anyways because they keep eating their food. So we kind of combat <laughs> each other, you know, for our food choices. But it's okay, you know, it's okay. Yeah. I love that we yeah. can talk about stuff freely. We've we've got some very far places together, Pooh and I. But um, <laughs> and another thing that people don't really know is that she's not as extroverted as I am. I, I'm not even saying you're you're kind of an introvert, right? Yes. But you wouldn't know. Well, maybe because 
when I'm around her, I don't I don't see that. But I'm just trying to say that you can also have friendship and sisterhood with people that are not necessarily on the same wavelength of temperament as you are. And that's true. And that requires a lot of patience. And I commend you for that, Tolani, because yeah. I know how much patience you've had with me. And I'm not a very patient I, person. You know that, right? I'm not very patient. Exactly. And that just shows how much you love me. And, you yeah. know, and I love you for that. Uh, uh. Let me talk more about what Puji means by patience. I've had to chase this girl. Almost like you're trying to date somebody. The chase you do for someone. And I know that because I'm not a chaser. I don't chase people. People chase me. I'm, I'm the one that chase. I know that about myself. But there are very few people that had to chase. Not because uh, I was desperate for the friendship. But I knew that there was something there. And they probably felt the same way. So that gave me the confidence to chase them. And there were sometimes where... Because I've I said this one of previous podcasts. Like, I feel like friendship to an extent is a give and take relationship. Regardless of how you want to say it. When you point people's life, it's not as if you expect them to point. The natural reaction is to have them also pull back in your life. And there's sometimes where I felt like that wasn't reciprocated from Pooja's side. Not because she didn't want to. Maybe she just wasn't in the space. But I had to give her that patience because she's she's different from me. I'm different from her. But I just knew that her intentions were not that she wasn't interested in the friendship. So I had to be very patient. And I'm saying this without any form of shame. Like, I chased her. I, I did. I did. I had to chase her down. And sometimes I'll let her know, like, girl, you, you need to be nicer to me in a way. Like, Call me back when I call you or text me back when I text you. Like you have to let people know, like communicate your um be yeah. open about your yeah. friendship. And I feel like for the times that, that happened, it was between people that were less, you know, extroverted than I am. And so I just had to give them time to like get used to my excessiveness. Your possess. My possess. Oh gosh, look at you three <laughs> languages out there. So yeah, so for those that are in friendships like that where you don't have the same wavelength of personalities and but you do know that this person there's a sisterhood there, give them time. Don't throw the friendship away just because they're not calling you back when you think they should call you back or they're not, you know, that affectionate towards you yet. Yep, yep. <laughs> and speaking along that line, um, I'm, I'm Nigerian, you know, right? Is there, yep. anything, is there anything you're curious about Nigeria? Anything you want to ask? And there's nothing off limits. <laughs> I would like to ask you to find a vegetarian restaurant in Nigeria then, so that I can survive. Girl, you're going you're gonna to die of malnutrition <laughs> in Nigeria. But I think I think there's a new wave of um, tree huggers like you that are sprouting up in pockets and in, 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 in places in Nigeria. I'm not friends with those people yet for obvious reasons because there's only just <laughs> one space for a vegetarian in my life. And you've taken all of that space. And, <laughs> but I don't know because if I tell my mom that I'm, I will stop eating meat, she'll probably be very worried for me. She'll think maybe I've joined a cult and she want me to pray in a way. <laughs> There's some things you can come out nicely and tell your parents about. Like, mom, yeah. um, I just turned gay. Oh, that's fine. We love you anyways. Mom, I'm a vegetarian. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> ah, I'm yeah. <laughs> So anyways, um, I don't know, girl. I don't know. But if you do come to Nigeria, which I hope one day you will, because I have to also visit India, um, we'll, we'll find ways. I'm sure. I'm sure there are places in Lagos. Or, or maybe we'll just maybe convert you back to the meat-eating ways you had. Anyways, girl, this is this is it. Um, I love you very much. I, I say that, you know, um, unreservedly. I say that with every fiber from my chubby heart. I love your resilience. I love your brain. I love your consistency. Most times when you're consistent. Um. <laughs> I, I was going to say, really? Really? Yeah, when, really? When, you, when you are consistent, girl, you are consistent. When you're on fire, you're on fire. And I thought, whoa, girl, she's on fire. Let me let her have it. Um, But it's okay. I feel like I can't take one part of you and not like the other part. And I'm sure there's some things you don't really, really find sex in me, you know? So I've just... <laughs> I've come to understand that we're dynamic. We find out things about ourselves and we try to work on those things, you know, we can yep. be better. Yep. But it's just all, all of that just makes up who you are. And I'm learning more about radical acceptance of myself. And by learning more about that, I'm, I'm also learning to love people better. But then if you think about it, well, there's those things you don't like in people that we're very strong about. Maybe things we necessarily see in ourselves that we haven't even had the effort to change. But anyways, thank you so much for giving me the honor to tell your story, to, you know, take away that podcast virginity from you. And I hope I was nice and gentle. Yeah. Oh. 
I couldn't have asked for any better. For <laughs> wait, we're still about the podcast, right? Wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, thank you for being very gentle and very caring and very nice to me. I'm so lucky to have you as my friend. What can I say? I don't have the reputation of being gentle with my first timers. I, <laughs> I pride myself in that. It's a school I have, and I wouldn't have me any other way. But anyways, thank you. Thank you for, you know, sharing your story, growing up in India, moving to the U.S., grad school, the segue, and how to just cope with um, choices that we make after making some hard choices, manage expectations, the aftermath of that, the struggles you had. Now you're working, and girl, all the very best with that. We didn't even talk about, like, the job process, the interviews. Man, maybe another time we'll talk more about that. But um, also, um, and as a final piece, what, what, what do you see yourself, like, in five years? Like, in the next five years, if you could look back, now what's Pucci gonna be like what's that gonna be like for you hmm. that's a very good question I think in response to this maybe I'll reference something you said when you were talking about you know having that patience and accepting me with yeah. what and all and also accepting yourself um, it's it's it made me think that you know we're not born perfect maybe mm. we were born perfect but then we're not let's be honest and I think life is just a journey about finding um, everything about you and and a constant journey of improving if you want to or accepting who you are and just being okay with who you are, really. So I I hope that in five years' time, I'm more at peace with who I am and I'm able to improve some of those things that I don't like about myself. For example, that, you know, I make wonderful people who are my friends and who've always supported me wait for me um not not out of my own like i want them to wait for me mm-hmm. to feel anything superior or anything but it's just one of those things that i would like to really work on and look back and say huh i changed that about me yeah. and i can make other people feel better now or i i can you know, relate to other people better now. So yeah. hopefully five years down the line, I would like to be a better person. I like I like your response. And I think for most of us, we don't know some of those hangups we have until we were in a relationship with people and they get to see a side of us that we're not even very conscious of sometimes. Yeah. So yeah. it takes good friends to let you know, hey, there's this thing you do that I feel like, have you thought about it? And finding ways to tell them in a very loving way. Because we're not, like you said, we're not, we're not born perfect. We're still trying to figure life out. And I think for you, um, it was easy having that conversation with you. And, and I've had people have that conversation with me as well. And so if we have friends that we know care about us and they tell us all the good things we should also take all the not so good things to think about and because that's how you grow people do know you better than you do sometimes yeah and and, yeah. and that's what friendship builds don't get bitter about it if a friend tells you something they don't like about you if they love you enough they're probably telling you something they see in you that could be that could be a stumbling block in the future and some things are just maybe little things some things are really big things but yeah. if you're in friendship with somebody it's a sisterhood or a brotherhood they do they do some friends really have good intentions for you they do have your back so just listen to them you know, yeah. I'm so proud of you in many ways. I couldn't be any prouder for you. And I can't even imagine what the next five years rolls off for you. But I know regardless, whatever you do, do, you're going to do it well. Because you've learned a lot from all of this that has happened to you. You've you've not let it define you. You've not let it upstage you. And so I'm confident for the woman you're going to be. And when the kids do come, I know you're going to name one of them a Tolani. Because we've talked about yes. that, right? Yes. Good. It won't be weird at all. Indian kids having your by names. Because I'm... <laughs> I want to give them Korean names too. So oh. I'm proud that way. And I could be their auntie. Auntie. Yes. You will be their auntie. 
Lovely. Thank you, Talani, for having me on your podcast and sharing this time with me. You're welcome, love. You're welcome. And have a wonderful day in York or London. And kisses to your husband, Prasad. What's up, Mr. P? Um, yeah. And everyone, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. I've gushed and gushed about my friend and the love we share and the friendship. If some of the things there resonated with you or not, please let me know. Email me on talktomore.com. Uh, and look forward to hearing from as many of you as possible. I don't really get a lot of people emailing me or leaving comments you guys need to do that i feel like i'm just alone here i miss not having people talk to me about my podcast please do that and i hope to catch you guys on another episode this was a show i remain your host Masiva. girl go have fun now bye. <laughs> all right catch you another time. Catch you later. thank you so much yeah. right. see you later bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs> उड़ा चला जाए रे जहां नहीं जाना था ये वहीं चला हाय रे उमर का ये ताना बाना समझ न पाए रे जुबां पे जो मोह माया नमक लगाए रे के देखे न भाले न जाने न दाए रे दिशा हरा क्या मुंबो का मुंटा रे